Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. What is up, Clitorati? It's Pride Month, and we're covering a topic we haven't broached before. Compersion. Compersion is a feeling of joy from others' pleasures, specifically celebrating your partner or partner's other relationships in a polyamorous structure. I'm very excited for this. Um, the term... <laughs> I mean, you really, you really put the cum in compersion, Katie. (laughs) Oh my God. She was like, compersion. So did you, compersion. Compersion. Did you guys know that this term was coined about 40 years ago using a Ouija board? It it was, yeah. Okay. No. I found that fact. I didn't know that. So today we have a couple who have walked the walk in their relationship and are here to openly share about their life and how using compersion is a tool to channel positivity unpack jealousy, communicate with your partner or partners, and make sure that each party's cup filleth over. Please welcome the founders of Coopetition Coaching, Yonatan Alkayam and Jamie Anderson. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Oh, this is such a special episode for us because not only are you two incredible coaches. You're also really good friends of Clit Talk. And some of the best authentic examples I've ever met of people who truly, you know, live a life of compersion. I've never seen such a beautiful example before. So I knew that we had to do this episode with you and that you were the perfect people for this subject, or as Katie likes to call it, compersion. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. It just kind of came out. I like the way I like the way you say it better. It turns me on. <laughs> but it, okay, so anyways, we're very happy to have you here. Two of our really good friends. Thank you guys for being here. So let's jump right in. What is compersion? Compersion is the feeling of joy that you get when you see someone else experiencing joy or pleasure. Um, and it was coined by the polyamorous community to talk about the feeling you get when you see your partner flirting with someone or kissing someone or maybe making love to someone and you feel so overjoyed, so elated for their joy, for their pleasure. Um, but it's something that spills over into all aspects of our life. It's also that same feeling you get when you see your best friend like crushing it at work and you're just like, yes, get it. And what are your thoughts on compression? Like how has it shown up in your personal life, both in your romantic relationship and other areas of your life? Well, I think that, you know, uh, it's kind of the, one of the, um, one of the pillars of our relationship. Luckily, um, we have a more open-minded relationship and so we're non-monogamous and that takes a lot of navigating and a lot of um being happy for your partner a lot of uh sitting with your own discomfort and being able to sit not only with your own but with your partner's discomfort um and really i think that what makes it work for us is it all kind of comes back to self-care it comes back to filling up your own cup it's once you know when your cup is full and 
you're receiving all the things that you need from your partner and you're giving yourself everything that you need and you feel complete, you know, you feel complete in yourself because really mm. every relationship is not finding somebody else to be complete. It's 200%. You're creating 200%, you know? And mm. so when you're at your hundred percent, um, you are m- much more likely to be able to see your partner doing something that will reach their hundred percent and be so much more behind that and be so much more excited for that and, and be able to take your, uh, for lack of better word, jealousy and start chiseling away at that. So I'm just, I'm just going to speak for some of the people who are listening right now who, and you're speaking so eloquently and so beautifully, and I can see my partner do whatever. And I find joy in it. And we're not monogamous for the people who are listening, who are like, fuck off. How the hell did they get to that point? Did they just magically enter into this relationship feeling this way? I'm sure this mm. took you guys some work to get to this point to you're speaking about it, how you're speaking about it today. Can you take us to the beginning of your relationship and maybe it was natural for you guys or what it took you to get to this point today? Because I'm sh- I could just see Katie over there like, I, well, oh, I'm hell no. I'm like trying to think of like how this relates to a monogamous person. And what I was thinking about is so we've been in COVID, right? My husband's job is full time. Mine is part time. It's Glit Talk. And um and my full time job is being a mother. And I often feel really jealous because we haven't had any uh ability to have any help at the house. Mm. So I oftentimes feel very very jealous that he gets the all the time to devote to his work and his passion. And I have to find little increments throughout the day to get everything done while um, being a full-time mom at the same time. So that was kind of how I was like, oh, that's compersion in like, not the joyous sense in the like, oh, something to overcome there so that I can be happy for my partner who, um, doesn't have his wings clipped and gets to fly, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say to that? (laughs) Okay. Well, let's, 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 let's address what Katie just said first, and then we'll go back to my question. (laughs) I think that that is, that is so spot on and something I think is so relatable for so many people in particular right now during COVID while everyone's work life has changed. So many people are working from home with, with no child care. Um, and compersion can be hard, man. Sometimes compersion takes work. You know, I think it's important to address that compersion doesn't always come easily. It's not always your very first instinct, your first emotion that you feel. Um, and it's accessible and it's somewhere you can find yourself in little moments, right? When you're feeling jealousy for your partner, there is a moment where you can sit and take a breath and say, I'm, my cup is not full. And also I'm happy that my partner is able to get their cup filled right now. And that is hard. And when you can access that place, I applaud you for it. Um, Mm. and it's something that's accessible and it's just, you know, we're, we're capable of feeling emotions so much more deeply when we have a word for them. We don't have a word for something. It's really hard to access that specific place. And just making compersion something that's a part of your a part of your library, a part of your vocabulary, gives you another option. So, is there any kind of tool? Mm-hmm. So, what I'm kind of hearing yeah. is that 
you have the word, which is your anchor, right? You have the definition, you have the information and you have a choice whether you can go to jealousy or you can go to joy. Because what it sounds like is you you do something that has you be embodied, that has you remember this information that you have accessible to you. So what do you do? Well, I mean, you know, in our coaching practice, we we teach a lot of um, a lot of different exercises that help you connect to your partner, right? And that can look like a lot of different things. We really believe in returning to the breath. We believe in intimacy, in vulnerability. So we create these um, these exercises to to challenge us in in those modalities and to and to keep us facing each other and looking at each other's discomfort and looking each other in the face and getting mm. vulnerable and getting intimate and mm-hmm. returning to all of these things. You know, compersion is not the destination. It's the journey. You know, it's not ever a place that you're going to arrive to. Mm. It's a place of ongoing search, you know, mm-hmm. and some days are going to be much easier than others you know, especially when your cup is full, but when your cup is, is not full and you're a full-time mother and you're not really getting to express yourself in the way that, that you fully need to, well, then there's a bigger conversation there to be had, you know, and there's some work to be done on the self and the relationship with yourself before you're looking for compersion somewhere else, you know, or looking to have compersion for your partner. Yeah, it's got to be really hard to have compersion for your partner if they're not reciprocating it for you. Right. Of course. Of course. Right? Is that true? I mean, I <laughs> that I would think so. Like, it, it would be much more difficult to be in a relationship where you're doing this work to, like, be happy for them and they're, and they're not doing the work. So it sounds like really staying connected and being in communication is a huge part of how this can exist in a romantic relationship is what we're talking about, I guess, mm-hmm. right now. But any relationship. So I I had my own experience with compersion and not in the not in the current relationship I'm in, but in my previous relationship where I was very much in love with the person. It was my first sort of experience because I think a lot of people, when they think compersion, it's used a lot of times in a sexual setting, right? Like I watched my partner fuck someone and it made me happy. <laughs> and so I remember knowing that term and being sort of introduced to this like swingers lifestyle. <laughs> which is like how I started in like the non-monogamy world. And we went to a sex party and I was very fearful of the sex part, right? And then it happened and it wasn't upsetting. Like it was actually like enjoyable and turned me on. Now I have my other set of like traumas from that relationship. I've been in a new relationship and I'm very fearful to go there again. I don't know how to like move past that to get to a place where I'm even open to allowing sexual compersion in my current relationship, to be totally honest. I don't know if you guys have any advice for that. (laughs) Wow. Way to be vulnerable, Lindsay. Yeah, Yeah. that's powerful. Give that a moment. Thank you for sharing that. Um, You know, two, two really big pieces of compersion jump to mind. And one of them is is getting really clear on what your needs are to feel taken Mm. care of. It is incredibly difficult to feel joy for my partner's joy when my cup feels empty. Um, Mm. And when, and when the, when each of you is not showing up for each other first. Um, And so get really, really clear on what your needs are to feel safe 
in a sexual environment with someone else? Does it mean meeting a stranger? Does it mean bringing a, a friend into your into your sexual space? Is there a connection exercise that feels good for you? Um, hmm. Yonatan and I both practice an intimacy exercise that connects us really deeply and brings us back to one another when we're feeling a little bit disconnected. Um, and it's simply sitting cross-legged in front of each other, placing our hands on each other's hearts and taking five really deep breaths, looking into each other's eyes. We do do that one too. <laughs> I'm going to spill the beans here, Clitorati. So I've been ranting and raving about this breath exercise that's been brought into my life from one of my my mentors, right? And whom those people are is, is Jamie and Yonatan of Coopetition Coaching. They're the ones who I've worked, so I've worked with Jamie and Yonatan for almost five months with my partner. And I'm four out of seven days a week, at least. We start our mornings with almost five minutes straight of doing this. And I shared this on our Harmony Day episode, which aired March 22nd, 23rd. And I realized, holy shit, like this practice alone. I mean, they've given me a tool belt to last like basically in a lifetime. But this tool alone has been like the one thing that has brought us back to center and connection um, faster than really anything I've tried. So these are the people that taught me that, that I've been ranting and raving about this (laughs) breath technique. It's really a powerful technique. Yeah. Whenever the wizard and I are fighting, we do that and it brings us back. Um, but I want to I want to touch back on something you were saying that I think is really important. I would say not to stereotype, especially for females in a non-monogamous situation is or any or anybody really in a relationship. I'm going to rephrase that. Anyone in a relationship creating that safety container. Can you guys speak a little bit more to that? Because I think that that would be even in Katie's situation, right? Like if she's not getting her needs met and her boundaries met and feeling safe, how is she supposed to be happy for her partner who's like, mm. you know, seemingly doing whatever he, you know, whatever he yeah. wants. Right. He is doing, doing everything that he can. We're no, like, I know. Making, we're making it work. I'm exaggerating. I'd like to give an example that kind of takes it out of the sexual space to bring it back to there. Um, that can Perfect. be a little bit more related, relatable for people. Um, and also something that's really, you know, personal, which is yours and my, our friendship. Uh, we have a, a really beautiful friendship that we have some kind of connection that we laugh <laughs> in a way that is so incredibly unique and so intimate. The way that you and I laugh together when we're hanging out and, and, and celebrating, we're usually it's you and me on the floor crying with laughter like two <laughs> lunatics. You know? It's beautiful. And it's and it's so incredibly incredible. Like crying. In, crying. Nobody laughing. makes me laugh like you for some reason. Like and it's so incredibly in- intimate, you know? Yeah. And in a different type of relationship, you know, I I might find myself in a relationship with a woman who would be really jealous of that. I actually felt jealousy for Jamie when you said that. I was like, oh, 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 this is perfect. This is perfect. This is good. Right. So <laughs> this is this this is more relatable. So, you know, in and we've actually spoken about this. Like, why is yeah. why is this not a point of contention? You know, and really the point is, is that Jamie and I have our connection that we do a lot of. A lot of mm-hmm. it might not be necessarily as condensed 
and focused <laughs> as yours and mine, Lindsay, right. when we're spending a few hours together here and there. Right, but right, right. Jamie and I, our, our laughing cup is really full. We, we, we really get mm. each other's sense of humor. She cracks me up. I crack her up on a regular basis. So when she's sitting here watching you and me laughing and rolling around on the ground like, like lunatics, she's just <laughs> like, oh, I love yeah, these yeah. guys. They're so wonderful. They're so beautiful. Yeah. Like, look how much joy they're experiencing. And it's bringing her joy. This is such a good example because it did get to the point where I was like, had a conversation with Jamie. You and I was, like, at am, I was like, I am I crossing? I'm not trying to. He literally just cracks me up like, but I don't want to cross a line. And Jamie's, re- this is one of the reasons I brought you on the show. Her reaction was not at all. She's like, seeing you two laugh this hard literally is like the best movie I've ever seen. She's like, it brings me so much joy. And I was like, that's true compersion right there. Yeah. Oh. Plitterati. So we have a special surprise for you. We have decided to do the five-day sex and empowerment digital course for free again. Live July 19th to the 23rd. We'll be doing it at 10 a.m., We're hoping that the 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time will allow a lot more of you to be live with us per your request. This first round was so successful. We saw results right before our eyes. The community for our signature masterclass is booming. So if you're looking to prioritize yourself, maximize your pleasure, communicate your desires, and light up any room, please sign up at www.clittalkshow.com backslash self-love. If you signed up for this last round and weren't able to participate live, you need to sign up again. We will not be spamming anyone who signed up for the last Sex and Empowerment free digital course. This will be a brand new fresh list. So please sign up again at clittalkshow.com backslash self-love. Please join us. It's going to be amazing. July 19th to the 23rd, live with Katie, Lindsay, and Sugar at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We look forward to seeing you there. Hey, Clitorati, we wanted to take a quick minute to share about our Patreon. You know, we absolutely love being able to create weekly episodes and continue to normalize our message of pleasure on earth. Our Patreon is a monthly subscription crowdfunding platform that allows us here at Clit Talk to have the flexibility to expand our message without having to worry about how it's going to financially impact us personally. We are committed to expanding and creating new and exciting things like live events and a safe VIP community so you can share and be heard in real time. So if Clit Talk makes a difference for you and you'd like to connect with us on a whole new behind the scenes level, please consider supporting our Patreon. Your support makes a huge difference for us so we can make a difference for you. I said in the intro, your cup filleth over. Like that it's it's already your laughing cup is already <laughs> full. So that's like, is that part of what you guys create? Like, is that something that you specifically do? Like you can have laugh parties with other women while I'm there. Like, is that is that like <laughs> is that like do you, do you guys have laugh like, parties or the new play parties? No, it's more like we're just at a party and me and Yonatan are rolling are around sitting on the, the floor, floor laughing. <laughs> no, I pay to go to laugh parties. Yeah, it's, it's not that But you know nice. what? I think I'm going to start throwing laugh par- like laugh play parties. You people would there. pay to do that. People would pay to do that. Jamie was going to answer us. 
<laughs> I have Amy, something to say. Help us. So I think you bring up a really good point. And if, if you're finding yourself in a place where you're like, okay, I understand compersion. I know what it feels like. I'm not able to access it. It's, it's often, not always, but often a sign that your cup in that space is not full, right? If I'm mm. experiencing jealousy around your, if, if one day we're at a party and Lindsay and Yonatan are on the floor laughing and I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel compersion. I feel awful. It's <laughs> oh. a sign. It's probably a sign that, wow, I'm, I'm missing laughing with my partner. Like there's mm. something to be explored inside mm. of myself mm. um, and inside of my partnership. Wow. And it actually has nothing to do with Lindsay, your connection with Yonatan. It has more to do with, man, I, I guess I've been missing something in my own partnership. Mm. And so compersion, Yonatan and I were talking about this over dinner. Um, compersion is, it requires a lot of maintenance on the relationship. It requires you to make sure that you're like, my, my cup's pretty full in a lot of areas. And if it's not, if I'm finding myself feeling a little bit like, wow, that's making me feel jealous or that I can't access compersion in this space. It's, it, it's fair game for a conversation and something that is a really big piece of the foundation of our relationship is that we, I'm responsible for getting my needs met. Yonatan is responsible for getting his needs met. Mm. And sometimes that means Yonatan needs to help me meet my needs, but I'm the one who's responsible for communicating what that is. Right. And so if I see you two laughing and I'm just not feeling it, having a conversation with Yonatan after that party, pulling him aside and saying, Hey, I love you so much. And I'm realizing that we haven't been laughing very much. And I want to be able to experience joy while you laugh with Lindsay. And to access that, I think I'd love to spend a little bit more time being playful instead of talking about our business, you know? Mm. Also, you know, the, the other option or another possibility of how this thing goes down is that jealousy arises and then we get into a fight and then when I spend time with you, Lindsay, I can't fully express myself. I am feeling awkward. You're feeling awkward. We all feel this elephant in the room. We're not mm. able to n- normally act the way we want to act with each other. And it gets weird and their resentment builds up and things start to kind of get wonky. And then as a result, all these other problems come out that w- mm. we've forgotten where they stem from. And this is really where it stemmed from. So when we don't deal with these things head on and when we don't deal with things as if, you know, hey, this is coming up in in me. This is my emotion. Let me check in with myself. Let me go inside and see what I'm missing out on before I start going to Lindsay and Yonatan saying, hey, 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 you guys can't be doing this. Actually, no, it's like I need to fill my my cup up. And and the way she described that was was beautiful. And so it brings me back to, it sounds like compersion is almost like a good litmus test or a tool or a good like measuring point. It's like, if you're not experiencing compersion, what's, you know, what could, what cup needs to be filled up, right? Yeah. It's like exactly. a good, it's a, it's a good place to start looking if, if what you're committed to it is, is an environment of compersion. And what it sounds like to me is like full self-expression and unconditional love for you and your partner is what it is. Mm. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's not, it's not like jealousy is all bad. You know, we're not here standing on a high horse saying that jealousy is all bad. Sometimes jealousy is there to protect you. Sometimes jealousy is the thing that is telling you something's not right. And I can't tell what it is. And, 
you know, and it's the thing that keys you in and, and exposes what you need to see, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. But often when we allow jealousy to take over and start ruling our, our, our decisions, when we're coming from that place, that's when we start to make mistakes and make mm-hmm. these big movements, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like if you're feeling jealousy, there's no need to judge it or feel wrong about it. It's just, hey, there's something there's something inside that I kind of need to check in with myself and get something filled up. Something yeah. is missing in me. Yep. The jealousy. Damn. So we've touched on jealousy. And I guess the only other thing is brings back to my question. What is there to be said of someone who's maybe fearful of creating an environment of compersion in their relationship, right? I want to applaud anyone who's open to starting to feel compersion because it can feel scary, right? I think it's really easy to allow our our boundaries and our limits to create a safe space for us. And what happens when I remove all the boundaries and your joy is my joy? Like, what's going to happen? That's terrifying because it's unknown. And also, it can be really exciting. And I think that the thing to start with is create a safe environment for yourself that feels like a good place to start. And just start to test it out, right? Like I, I would love, you know, let's say we're, we're post COVID times. I maybe, maybe the place we start is I would really love to see you just go flirt with someone at a bar. Like I'd love to be a fly on the wall for just a flirty conversation. And I want to see if that turns me on and how that feels. Or I'd love to bring like a friend into our sexual space. If that feels good. Find within yourself what feels (laughs) Sugar has volunteered herself Thank you, sugar. like immediately. <laughs> Sugar's <surprise>. always down. <laughs> Sugar's like, I'd like to volunteer, please. <laughs> Volunteers tribute. It's on my driver's license. <laughs> she's she's an organ donor and a master threesome edition. Different kind of organ donation. Different kind of D. Different kind of D. She'll give you all her organs for one night. (laughs) Oh my God. So you were saying. (laughs) Start with someone who feels safe, like sugar. Um, But you were talking about boundaries, I think. (laughs) Right. Like, and, and create, just create a context in which you're going to feel really turned on and your partner is going to feel really turned on. I think that one of the best things that we do personally in our relationship is we fantasize a lot. We talk a lot about what turns both of us on and what maybe like, just what is exciting us. And we find this meeting point of what's really exciting Yonatan, what's really exciting me. And that's like our ultimate fantasy. And we can play in that space and have compersion because it's something we've talked about, we've fantasized about. And the bonus of that is that it's really fun building up to that point where you actually decide that you want to bring somebody else in to your relationship. You know, when you start really experiencing joy for your partner's joy, you start finding more ways of increasing your partner's joy. Mm. Mm. Because you're looking for it. You're looking to make your partner happier and happier because it brings you more joy. And it's this game you can play with so each other. So it's an opportunity to up-level with the wizard in the bedroom? I mean, not necessarily. I'm not sure I'm not right. sure where my boundaries are, but I definitely, 
I definitely see the concept of compersion. And what I'm hearing Jamie say is, is really just like, what we say in pleasure positive lifestyle, what we teach, like one of, one of our pillars of a pleasure positive lifestyle is know your boundaries and your pleasure parameters, right? And really define those for yourself so that you, and what I'm hearing and Jamie sharing is like, okay, then if this is a boundary, take like a millistep beyond that and see how that feels and then reassess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can ease into it. You don't have to start with an or an eight person orgy. You know what I mean? Like start, start with like, Maybe you meet at a bar and pretend you're strangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing is when you take a really, really big step, it's hard to go like back and do the smaller steps first and feel as excited. <laughs> so find the excitement, find the joy and the pleasure in every little tiny step you want to take so that you feel safe, you feel really turned on and you can like map your way to your eight person orgy. Mm-hmm. If, that, if that's what you want to feel good in, in, mm-hmm. in really small, exciting steps. So like that's where me and the Silver Fox started, okay? We just went straight to orgies. Um, <laughs> straight to group sex. I was there. Huh, the highway to Fox. heaven. And can, it was oh, my yeah. first we orgy feel, too. It was all of our, so we, were just, we just like went yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, we felt bad for our partners. Like I was literally like, no one feels bad for you. I was like, I didn't feel bad for my partner. I didn't feel bad for him either. He was, he was having the best <laughs> night of his life. <laughs> totally. Nights. And so like, it was like one, not a one-time thing. Um, but like, yeah. So, so since COVID, I share a little insight in my relation. I don't think I've shared this recently or at actually, it's just kind of been coming up to the surface. But I noticed, you know, we went from like non-monogamous to basically monogamous because I have a lot of needs and boundaries around safety. Like I never was one to like the, like just have him just date people because I am a, like, I'm really like on my shit about the STI conversation already before COVID, uh, him seeing people I didn't know because his level of the conversation of the STI conversation is not at my standard of the conversation for the STI conversation. I'm like, did you get a full swab? Did you get the throat swab? Did you get a natal swab? Like I'm like, and people usually say, did you get your test? And like, you can kind of just get a, yeah, I'm STI free, but there's, there's things, there's like actual other things to look for. And, um, and so I found myself during these times, like, oh shit, no group sex, no orgies. It got like, what do we do? Like, well, you got to get creative. Well, okay, well we can't now do the dating apps thing. Cause I have this whole thing about STIs. Right. And then, so we kind of stopped that conversation and then what showed up was I, Yes, I think that's a thing for me. But a little bit deeper than that, that I wasn't willing to look at because like I'm sugar, you know, I'm a poly queen. <laughs> what? Like what's shown up for me is I'm I'm like uncomfortable with the um, the group sex now. I haven't had group sex in a long time. Now I'm wow. like, oh. Now I'm like, oh, uh, what's that going to be like? Like I'm almost like untrained. Like I, I need to to get my. It's a new. It's a new boundary for you. You've it's almost like, yeah, like re-virginized your monogamy. I fucking have. You're a non-monogamy virgin. You're an orgy virgin again. <laughs> right. I'm in. I feels like I'm an orgy virgin again. And so you I'm are. looking at. That's kind know, of exciting, though. It is exciting. Well, that's great. And I'm sure that Jamie and Yonatan, this is something that you guys like. These types of stories are something you hear often. 
in your in your coaching business. And I'd love to dive into a little bit about your coaching business. I'm sure compersion is one of the things that you cover. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and maybe, um, you know, mini, mini advice for anyone who's looking to get into this conversation or looking to possibly work with a coach like you? Or are you exactly? Yeah, absolutely. First, I want to thank Madison, thank Sugar for being so vulnerable um, and, and sharing this story with us last weekend and sharing this story now. And just acknowledge that your desires and your boundaries can change. They can change overnight. I, Yonatan and I talk about this often, in particular for me, my fantasies change a lot. Like one day I'm a fuck yes to a bunch of things. And another day I'm like, eh, let's stay home and snuggle and watch a movie. You know, you have full permission to change what your fantasies are. And that's beautiful. In particular, when you're sitting in a really powerful feminine energy, we are so in flow. We change on a dime. We're in flow with the seasons and mother nature and the moon. And um, so I just want to say that there Mm -hmm. is so much, once you open yourself up to full compersion for for someone, it can shift and change and flow. And you're not just opening yourself up forever to this, you know, endless boundaryless life. You can have boundaries and also experience conversion and those boundaries can change. Mm-hmm. Um, and within our coaching practice, we, the, the two of us created this coaching business because we looked around and we saw so many people interpreting success as exhaustion and really exhaustion and not feeling fulfilled, not feeling happy and not feeling joy. And that was this badge of honor. And we both looked at each other and we were like, hell no, that's not it. It's a life that is full of pleasure and joy and fun and laughter and play. And it's all really accessible when we change the conversation. And so in our coaching practice, what we teach is breath, mindfulness. Uh, We're both Reiki healers, which is energy healing. So we do some energy healing work. We teach movement and we teach vulnerability and intimacy and play. And we bring all of those things together to really create a conversation around what does your most pleasurable life look like? What does your life look like? when you are just feeling your best, right? Not crushing it in the traditional sense, in the way that most people say you're crushing it, right? You're tired, you got this raise, you whatever. Do you feel good? Like that's the question we want to ask people is, are you are you happy? Are you experiencing joy? Are you experiencing pleasure in your life? Mm. And if the answer is no, we think that you deserve to be able to say yes. And we love being there and showing up to support people, whether they're alone or in a partnership. Amazing. And what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, follow you, reach out to you? Um, well, our our website is Coopetition Coaching, um, C-O-O-P-I-T-I-T-I-O-N, Coopetition. C-O-O-P-E-T-I-T-I-O-N. It's okay. We're going to have everything see linked why in the show. Do you see why we're partners? <laughs> Yeah, this we're gonna have clearly gonna spelling have is linked. not my my strong suit. Uh, uh, but also, our um, Instagram is co-op- at coopetition coaching. Um, I think if you look up coopetition coaching, you'll you'll find us. And and you know where we started at the beginning of our conversation 
uh, before we started recording was we were talking a little bit about the Deep Forest and July 4th um, was the first time that we all went together. And that was, that was the beginning of, of thinking about coopetition and, and seeing how we could inspire each other to greatness and push each other to, to really, to do things that we couldn't do alone, but that we would be doing them together. And, mm. and it's just so beautiful to be here in full circle and in this flow with you, with, you know, and, um, and to see it kind of all coming into fruition. And now we describe it as coopetition is a tree and the tree, the leaves of the tree grow as high up into the sky as they can reaching the heavens while the roots are digging deeper into the earth and growing in opposition in order to bring more strength and more balance to the trunk. You know, and in the same way that Jamie and I could have a relationship that's non-monogamous and sometimes we have to grow in opposition, we do so in order to bring more strength to our, our connection. We do so to bring more balance to our connection. And that happens in relationships, that happens in the relationship to the self, that happens in the relationship to your breath. There's all this oppositional movement that needs to happen in order to bring more power to your center. And that's really philosophically what coopetition means and what it's about. That's amazing. Mm. That's amazing. And, and just thank you guys so much for taking your time this evening to come and talk to us. I definitely learned and there's some things for me to think about. I might be calling you guys for some coaching. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just really amazing to see you, you know, not only as my friends, but as coaches really rooted in these principles and um, putting it outlaying it in such a way that I think really made a difference for everyone listening today. So just thank you so much for being here, for who you're being and for your commitment to bring pleasure into the world, such as, such as we are. <laughs> we are definitely partners in that. Um, and um, with that, Clitorati, thank you guys so much for being here. Clitorati, we love you guys. And uh, we are going to see you next Tuesday. Bye. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.